Hey everyone, welcome back to the Yoni, where you cultivate your own new identity. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Nigel Ronda Burwell, coming back again to give you the keys to unlocking you. But before I start anything, I have to give the creator thanks for everything. Dear God, come into this place, open my heart, allow me to relinquish these nervous feelings so that I can allow myself to say what needs to be said so that I can get your point across, I can get my point across, so I can get our point across. I understand that each week, of this month is going to be a a deeper diving of me and which is allowing me to shed more skin which also is nervous for me because this is finally allowing people to f- see who I am and so again give me the courage give me the strength give me the wisdom give me the patience give me the self-control to take on this mantle and allow people to see the me that you have sat down, took time, refined, and renamed. In Jesus' name, amen. When you when pray when people say prayer works, prayer works. Like I even before um I got on, I just was feeling this immense sense of I don't know, it was just like I felt like I had a knot in my throat before I even hit record. I was feeling sick. Um and I can understand why, because the poem that I'm going to be reciting today. So before I start on the new poem, I just want to go and say something from last week that I re- that was wrong or that I um, didn't say correctly, um, that when I was hearing it back or listening to it back, I corrected myself. Um, so last week, I wind up saying that I made that poem, Good Morning Beautiful, in college. And that's incorrect. In my head, I meant to say high school, but it came out college. Um, So I made Good Morning Beautiful in high school, my junior year of high school, not junior year of college. So, yes. So now I'm going to go to this week. So, first of all, hi guys. Welcome back to the second week of diving deep into my psyche. As you know, that means I'll be going deeper and speaking more truth. And the truth that I will be speaking would be my truth in particular. Um, So for people that don't know and for people that do, I will say it again. Every Sunday in February, I will be reciting a poem from my book titled All Mine. 
And after reciting that, I would be discussing the meaning of what that poem or short story meant to me at that point in my life. And then what I've learned now at 22 from reading it again and constantly reading it as I've grown. Uh, So get comfortable, grab a drink, a snack, a tissue to catch tears, and let's continue our journey. So this week I will be reciting my poem titled Just Breathe which makes so much sense because I was just breathing and I've been needing to breathe Um, this whole time. Even before I got on, I've been just needing, I just took like a few really deep cleansing breaths. So before I recite my poem, I'm just going to take three deep breaths and then I'm going to go into reciting my poem, discussing the meaning, what I've learned, and then end out the day with some words of wisdom. So if you would like, you can um, do the breathing with me so it can possibly help you as well. Um, I know for a fact for me in my life, breathing and breath work has definitely helped me calm myself, uh, stop my racing um, heart from palpitating almost out of my chest. Um, And it's definitely quieted my mind. So here we go. We're going to take in one big breath through the nose and then we're going to release out of the mouth. So Okay, so Just Breathe, I um, made this poem when I was 19, so it was in 2020, so to give you guys an idea of what was going on around that time, so you know 2020 was uh, COVID, Um, so like I said, I was in college, I was in my sophomore year of college at the time, Um, and at this point, this was kind of, this was after my second wanting. This was my second wanting of wanting to attempt suicide. Okay, so what I will say before I go into the poem is that it is different than last week's and The reason why I chose the poem that I chose this week is because I want people to realize that I'm I'm not only love or I wasn't only love. I was I did not know love. And I may be emotional on this. um, I may be emotional on this podcast because I don't even know, but I'm starting to want to cry. Because, um, yeah. So, look, the title, Just Breathe, because 
God knew I probably was going to cry, especially allowing him into the space and him knowing who I was before he reclaimed me. So this may be a very emotional one. So that's why I said grab, grab, a, grab a tissue because I may need one for myself. I didn't grab a tissue because I didn't think I needed tissue, but I may need a little tissue. So um, here we go with Just Breathe. When you feel everything is falling apart and no one hears you or sees you or knows you, when you feel so sad you find no point in getting out of bed because you can't change the past, you dislike your present and you have no clue about your future. When you feel like the world is out to get you and you can't seem to find happiness within yourself or through others. When you feel so ugly and it doesn't matter if you call yourself beautiful because you wind up feeling ugly anyway. When you feel so alone and you feel you have no one to talk to No one to lean on. No one that just checks up on you, not because they need something or they are bored, but because you mean that much to them. They really just want to know how you're doing and they're willing to listen. When you feel like everything bit by bit is fading away, And those suicidal ideations come creeping in again. And you wonder if the world is better off without you. When you feel so much pain that you hide so well. Just like a song says, inside it's killing me, baby. Outside I'm cucumber cool. When you feel so empty and you can't find it in your heart to love or feel or trust or depend because you've been by yourself for so long. Nyjah Rhonda Burwell. When you feel all these things, just know to breathe. Just breathe, Nyjah. It will be okay. It'll all be all right. Keep living. Keep loving. Keep being you. Keep smiling. Don't give up on me. On us. Nyjah, please. Don't let the darkness win. God's not done with you. So that was Just Breathe. Um, And like I said, uh, for me, um, when I wrote this in the place that I was in life, 
um, I was so sad. And no one knew how sad I was. And the devil wanted to keep me in my head and allow me to believe that I was ugly, that I should kill myself, that I was alone, that I wasn't enough, that I could never live a good future because my present was terrible and my past was shit. So just die, you know? And there were even times where I believed those things heavily and I walked heavily in those things. And that's why when I talk to you guys about things that I used to do that I realized I did to myself out of self-loathing or self-hatred, this poem has helped me on numerous occasions. And like I say, um, writing was my medium or where I would go to feel safe. Because in that space, no one could tell me I was wrong for feeling the way that I was feeling. No one could invalidate my feelings. No one could tell me that I was wrong. No one could say to shut up. No one could tell me to be quiet. But one of the things that the devil did was, yes, I had this power of writing it down on the paper, but I could never let someone hear it. And I'm tearing up right now talking about this because I didn't want people to realize that Niger could be this sad and that Niger needed help and that Niger felt so much stuff and the stuff that I felt turned me so dark like I felt so comfortable in darkness that's why it says don't let the darkness win because I was so comfortable in it that one time I remember my mom sat down and asked me a question and she was like Nigel, what does sadness sound like to you? And I said, it sounds like a mellifluous melody. And I love big words. And the word mellifluous, or yeah, mellifluous is pleasant to the ears. Basically, um, it talks about music, right? So for me, when I used to think of sadness, I would think of... Chet Baker, and I would think of Coltrane, Miles, Miles Coltrane, and I would think of Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald, and I would think of Amy Winehouse, and I would think of beautiful, sad music. Because I thought that that was going to be my reality forever and I had to just get comfortable with being sad 
And I saw sadness in everything, in the music that I would listen to, in the way that I would walk in life. I was so dark and the devil was, thought he was winning. And you know the song that says, the devil thought he had me, but Jesus said you are mine. The devil thought he had me, but Jesus said you are mine. And there was a point in my life, especially at this point, um, where I was so weak and my body was aching on, on, on levels unimaginable and I couldn't eat. And I just thought to myself, I said, the first time I felt this feeling of wanting to kill myself was at 11. And I remember that because I wanted writing a note to my sister and I was taking out the trash and I gave it to her. And I basically in the note was just like, you know, I want to just say goodbye because I probably won't be here for so long. And what she did was she ripped up the, the napkin and said, that's not happening. And I told her, I said, I've already made up my mind at 11. That's what I told her. I said, I already made up my mind. You can't change my mind. And when I tried to attempt my suicide attempt at that point, God told me no. And his way of telling me no was he showed me myself floating in the body of water that I was going to drown myself in. Um, and... He then showed me all of my family members coming into the bathroom and seeing their pain and their hurt. Me realize that they do love me. And that was all I really needed to see at that point at 11 was that my family loved me because at that point I felt so ostracized and so different and such like a black sheep of my family that no one understood me, that I was just this different breed when it came to my family and I couldn't understand and I would talk to God all the time when I was younger I'd be like I don't think this is the right family for me I really think that you put me in the wrong family like nobody I don't I can't see myself in anybody and so my 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 thing was always okay well let me just go back to the place where I know I can be I know I'll be safe and that was with God and God was like no you don't you 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 need to be alive to be my sacrifice you need to be alive to be my sacrifice I can't use you the way that I need to use you if you are dead come on somebody he said I can't use you If you are, if you sacrificed your life early on, you need to become a living sacrifice. You need to sacrifice yourself living and show everybody else who did it for you because it wasn't you and it wasn't your mom and it wasn't your dad and it wasn't your family. It was God. It was God. 
and it was only him. It was always him. It was, it was only going to be him. I could have, I, I, I never could have gotten the peace of mind, the peace of soul, the peace of being without the father, without my father. Without our father. Because the world, which we are not from, right? We are in, but we're not from it, right? So the world, aka the devil, will tell you, fake it till you make it. Don't tell people how you really feel. Tell them, I'm okay, even though you're hurting. Lie, lie, put up a facade. Don't tell people the truth. Be, live behind walls that I'm going to, Keep cementing over and over and over and over. Live like that. Don't allow yourself to open yourself to love. Don't surrender to God. Don't surrender to the everlasting, to the everlasting water that could always fulfill you. Don't, don't, don't pick up, the, you know, put on the full arm, armor of God. Don't pray. Don't intercede. Don't wake up and talk to God. Don't become intimate with him. Don't do these things. This is what the world wants to tell you. This is how the world wants to make you feel that you're alone because you decided to love God. So now what? Now, now your friends are gone. Now people don't understand you. So what? I have another poem and it says at the end, do you want to be the person that has everything and feels nothing or the person that has nothing and feels everything? I would want to be the, the latter. How about you? I had what it seemed to be to a lot of people, everything. I had the beauty, what people perceived beauty, but I didn't even know I was beautiful within my own self. You know, so I was walking around with this body, but my soul was decrepit because I was giving into the flesh instead of feeding my soul. I was giving into my ego of allowing myself to seem cu cucumber cool, even though it was killing me inside. I, I, I didn't allow myself to open my mouth and use the gift that God gave me to tell demons to get out of my life, get out of my house, get out of my brain. You do not have dominion over here. You have to speak to these things and tell them to flee. Jesus spoke to the demons and it got out of the people, went into the pigs and jumped off the cliff. You have to speak and the devil tried to take my voice. He tried to take my voice and he tried to say, yeah, I'll let you write it down on a paper, but I'd be damned if I give you the courage and, and, and the audacity to say it aloud. Because the moment that you let people know you were broken, the moment that you let people know, the, the moment that you let people know you were shattered is the moment that you're going to have to let people know who mended you. Who made you who you are. 
And the devil doesn't want you to claim God as the person that saved you, but he is the person that saved me. He is the person, he is the reason why I'm able to even speak today. He is the person, he's the reason why I'm even alive today. It wasn't me. It was never me. I had to remind myself to stay alive, to just breathe, to remind myself it was going to be okay. That was God coming through me while I was writing my higher self. That's, that was always connected to God because we are always connected to him. We just have to surrender ourselves and be able to hear his voice. But I was always connected. God was never leaving me. God never left me. In my, it says, I felt when I feel so alone and you feel like you have no one to talk to, no one to lean on, no one that just checks up on you. God was always there for me. He said, daughter, I have seen you at your lowest of lows. And I was there and I put my hand on your back when you felt that no one was there for you. I was in the room where it happened, where those people slandered you and said that you were doing things that you weren't, you were not doing. And people said that you were doing this and, and being this and you were that and this and you were not and I told you to shut up because I'm going to work it out for you because you don't need to fight that battle I'm gonna fight it for you all I need you to do is surrender to me and love on me and be intimate with me and I got you and that's what happened because one thing that I realized after reading this whole thing was there was no love. I thought, right, multiple years before 2022, before God, I came back to God and God showed me real, unconditional, agape love and he tweaked things inside of me that made me not even realize who I was. It was, I didn't realize that love could be this expansive. I didn't realize there's word you can't even put words to love at times because you I just can't explain how God's love has covered me. It, it, you, 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 I can't I can't. And anyone that knows the love of God and really really knows the love of God and knows God for itself, you can't. I, I'm sweating right now because God is so heavy on me right now. It is freezing in my room, jeez. But I'm sweating right now because. God is, God is just, I'll tell you this. So February 9th is the, um, the anniversary of my grandpa's death and February 9th, 2022 was the day that God gave me or allow me to feel his, um, his peace. And you know it's his peace because in the Bible even says that his peace, his peace basically, I'm going to, I'm not paraphrasing. His peace, it, 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 you can't understand the peace. Basically, I like basically what I'm trying to, I can't, you can't articulate how the peace feels, but he laid he just, he just, I woke up the next day and I tell you, nobody was in my head but him and me. I used to have thoughts in my head. My brain went 
on 25-8. I could never shut my brain off. And that's why I always sought death. Because I couldn't turn my brain off. Everyone kept telling me, you're ugly, you're stupid, die. You, 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 you need to work harder. You need to be this. You need to have a job. You need, why did you leave college three point, uh, uh, you know, at three years and not have something to do? You're dumb. You're stupid. You, you're, your teeth are ugly. You're fat. You're skinny. Lose weight. All these things, all of these entities, all of these people, all of these things that I allowed to get power and dominion over me. God said, no, quieted my brain, quieted my soul, quieted my life. And then he said, now that I've given you the peace that, that is not understandable, now that you got that, now you need to sit down and you need to heal and you need to come to me so that I can show you love. So I can show you love. Because I allow people in your life to remind you of my love. But they didn't do it right. They reminded you of their love, not my love. Because their love is conditional. I sent people. You need to, you, you need to hear it. I sent people. This is God talking. I sent people in your life. To show you my love, but it's okay because they wind up messing up and showing you their love because humans love conditionally. So come to me so that I can show you unconditional love. So that you can have the love that lights this fire inside of you. That when you are nervous, you do it anyway because you only fear one. And that is the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. I don't fear nobody. That's why when I woke up and I had my throat felt itchy, when I felt sick, I had a conversation with God. I did some deep breaths and I went on my podcast and I went because the devil's not going to stop me from doing and, 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 and saying what God wants me to say. He's not. He is not stronger and we need to stop giving the devil power and dominion over us because he is not powerful. This lady that I, I listened to, she called Satan say say and we need to start telling say say no way. Get the heck out of my way. And that comes in form of people that's trying to stop you from your dream entities and thoughts that are trying to get into your brain. You say 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 get out of there. You do not belong in my heart. You do not belong in my brain. You do not belong in this relationship. I call you out. Every demon, everything that is in here that is not of God, come out in the name of Jesus. You need to speak to things. You need to move mountains. God has given us the, what did God say in Genesis? Before God made the word, you know, I'm, I'm not, no, I need to look up, because I'm not, I don't want to say it wrong. You know what I'm saying? But before the, before the world, before the world was even created, God spoke the world into existence by words. Words. God 
What is what is what does God talk about when we when when women and men of God they they talk about God? There's this fire that's in their bellies, right? And one one thing that my aunt used to always tell me when I would sing, she said, "Sing from your belly," because if you sing from your nose, you're gonna sound nasally because you're not digging deep enough. God doesn't want us to keep talking from our noses. He needs us to dig deep, get to the root so that we can roar like the lions of Judah. Because I'm a lion. And multiple people in my life allowed me to believe that I was a sheep. So I followed them. I followed them into the world and it didn't make sense to me. But God said, I'm your shepherd. Follow me and I will lead you to eternal life. And I said, okay, I'm scared. But where I'm at now, this darkness, I fear that if I don't find love, this darkness is going to win. And so there was always this constant talking to myself because sometimes I didn't, I, I didn't talk to God. You know, that was when I was estranged from God and I wasn't fully allowing him to be in my life and talk to him as much as I do now and becoming more intimate. But I can understand where I, I felt so empty. I didn't have someone to talk to. And sometimes when you give, when you try to allow friends naturally, you know, natural friends or human friends to always be there for you. You feel like you always need people to be there for you. You're going to feel lonely because people have their own stuff too. And sometimes it's not okay to put all your stuff on somebody else. And sometimes it is, but sometimes we may feel, oh, I don't want to because other people have. And that's why we take it to God. Because God says, let me carry your load. Give me it. Just like when parents see their children and they're hurting. I watched Ginny in Georgia and God really wanted me to watch the show because I really didn't like the show and God kept telling me to watch. So I have to, I had to, I kept taking off the show of Netflix and then going back to it after months. And on season two, Ginny in Georgia, Ginny winds, is, is winds up realizing, well, Georgia winds up realizing that Ginny um, burns herself and she winds up realizing because she reads her diary. And Georgia goes into her room and she says to her, she says, where, where do you do this? Where do you do this to yourself? My baby, where do you do this to yourself? Give it to me. Give me the pain. I don't want you to experience this. Give it to me. And that is what God is saying to us. Give it to me. Don't hurt yourself. He, it hurt him. For him to see me not taking a bath and not caring for myself, not loving myself, not going and doing things for myself, not buying myself flowers like I do now, not splurging on myself after I get my check, not getting my nails done, not doing things. It hurt him because he said, give me your pain, my love, so that you can be light as a feather so that you can soar. Give it to me. It was never meant for you to carry I carried it the moment that I sent my son down to earth and he resurrected. He paid for your sins already. That is why me and you can always be connected. Because he did it for you already. He sacrificed his life for you already.
So this is for anybody that feels like they're going through a lot right now. And I'm here to tell you, I've been there. And, you know, it's a it's a daily battle. Sometimes, you know, you may feel like you're floating. And then sometimes you may feel like you're under the water, but you need to keep swimming and you need to keep going because God, there's, there's a reason for why you feel you're drowning. God needed you to get under the water so he could tell you that you could, you could always swim. But if you were afraid to get into the water, you would have never knew that you had a natural ability to swim. So he had to throw you out in the middle to make it look like you were drowning so that you could trust in him and realize that everything that you already had was already in you. and All you had to do is believe and then you would have started to swim, right? Sometimes God drops us in the middle of the ocean and we're like, God, I'm drowning. And he's like, believe, believe, just kicking, just start kicking your feet and your your arms and you're going to swim. And um, I started a devotional on um, the 11th. Uh, And one of the devotionals basically talked about pride versus love and what pride is versus what love is and how humility is the opposite of pride because becoming humble we then can be shown what love is. And basically what I'm trying to say is when I was telling you about how the devil wanted a lot, still said, oh, okay, you can, you know, I, you know, cause the devil will still allow you to have a leash, a retractable leash, you know, so he can allow you to go, but you realize that a retractable a leash has a, a point where you can't go no more. So he'll allow you to go as far as he wants you to go. And then he'll realize and say, don't forget your mind. We're not his. We need to cut that cord. But um, the devil kept me in this pride of, I don't want people to know that I'm, I'm sad. I don't want people to know how sad I am. And this, I'm going to leave you with this. The devotional said, love listens, right? So when it says love, I want you to realize that God is love, right? So you can also put God's name. So I'm going to say love first, then I'm going to say God, then I'm going to say something else after the fact, okay? So love listens, pride talks, love forgives, pride resents, Love gives, pride takes. Love apologizes, pride blames. Love understands, pride assumes. Love accepts, pride rejects. Love trusts, pride doubts. Love asks, pride tells. Love leads. Pride drives. So now I'm going to change love to God. God frees up. The devil binds up. God builds up. The devil tears down. 
God encourages. The devil discourages. God confronts. The devil is passive aggressive. God is peaceful. The devil is fearful. God clarifies with truth. The devil confuses with lies. Love and pride are mutually exclusive. Love dies with pride but comes alive with humility. So, when you hear love, and like I said, I took love and put God's name in it and took pride and put the devil's name, put yourself. Nyjah listens, but the devil talks. And you really just start to realize, which one are you? Do you listen or do you talk more? Do you forgive or do you resent? Do you give or do you take? Do you apologize or do you blame? Do you understand or do you assume? And basically, whichever one that you, you have to be truthful to yourself. Whichever one that you do lets you yourself know, are you walking in pride or are you walking in love? And if you're walking in pride, that's okay. But it's now your time to surrender, my love, so that you can understand the fullness of real love. Because like it says, pride will die in love and will come, a, come alive again as humility. I am humble. There's times where I don't want to tell my deepest, darkest secrets, but God has given me another life and he has breathed fresh breath into my soul. And I will do anything that he wants me to do, even if it makes me nervous. Because he's given me humility. My pride, my ego, I surrendered it. I surrendered to the things that I thought I could get all of my clout off of. My long hair, what did I do? I cut it and lock it. You know, there's, there's a, there was a lot of things that I did that killed my pride. Because I was getting so much egoic validation from it. And I was like, I can't. I have to get back to me. I have to get back to who, who is this person outside of the body. I mean, inside of my body, my soul. What does she like to do? Who is that? And so... Thank you guys so, 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 so much for coming and listening to me and allowing God to speak to you too, because he definitely was in the room. He was in the room. He's in the room. Period. Oh my gosh. I'm so crazy. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so much for listening. Um, this was a really good one. It's definitely one that has stretched me because like I said, I was nervous Remember just to breathe, guys. Breathe. When things aren't going your way, that's when you're at the point where you're right at it. You're right at the pot of gold. Because the devil will try to make everything fail the moment that you're so close. You realize, I felt this way at 2020. God allowed me my my peace in 2022, in February 9th of 2022. If I would have given up my fight in 2020, I would have never known 
the love and everything that came with the learning through pain. I would have never learned the after effect if I would have allowed myself to let the darkness win in 2020. And I'm so glad that I did it. And I'm so glad that I didn't give in to those suicidal ideations. And if anybody has any suicidal ideations or is harming themselves in any way, please reach out to someone that can help you. Please talk to God about it. Please talk to someone that you feel comfortable with because we're not supposed to do this life alone. And sometimes I wanted to do life alone. Like I was just like, I'm so weird. I'd rather be alone. I'm really comfortable with being alone. But God even told me, Jesus had disciples, my love. You, you need friends and you need, you're gonna, you, need, you need them. It's okay. We're not alone. And we're not here to walk this battle alone. And if anybody needs help, you can always reach out to me. And of course, reach out to God. Reach out to God, of course. But if you need somebody, if you need prayer, reach out to me because I will definitely pray for you. Um, so yes, thank you so much for listening. Um, we will not be doing uh, All About Me NRB today, but we'll definitely do one next week. Until next time, I love you. I see you. I acknowledge who you are, not only externally, but soul deep. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Bye.